0: Welcome, everyone, to Orenthal Redux. We are re-releasing our original short series, Orenthal, with new editing and music. Three years ago, we started our podcast with this actual play, with no idea of where it would lead. Taking place over a 100 years before our current actual play adventures, our characters in Orenthal looked for clues and hunted for a secret foe who instigated devious plots within the city. Hi everyone, I'm Tony, the Dungeon Master of the Campaign, and with me here are the following players.
1: Hi, I'm Adam, I'm going to be playing Sildon, he is a Way of the Kensei monk, uh, and he's a wood elf. Hi, my name is Chris, I'm going to be playing Daryl, he is
2: a evocation-specialized wizard. He will be blowing things up.
3: I'm Rachel, and I'm playing Kalima, the half-elf cleric of the Domain of
4: the Grave.
5: I'm Nick, I'm going to be playing Tor, a level 5 dwarven inquisitive
0: rogue.
4: This is Bethany, I'm playing Sari and Ace of our Order of the Immortal Mystic.
0: And we would all like to welcome you to Orenthal. As Tor goes to touch the papers, we're going to jump back to the rest of the party just as they finished the fight with Fulmer last time. As the majority of the party went to go track down Saria's old mentor, Fulmer, and found her in the home of Vallagosto, Tor, meanwhile, was experiencing a journey of his own as he was shown glimpses of his past and what might have happened to his research. As you open the door, you see ahead of you what appears to be tunnel. As you step through and the door closes behind you, in the split instant again, each time you've stepped through, as soon as the door closes and you blink, the whole scene around you changes. And you find yourself in tall green grass that is swaying with a heavy wind. The grass is almost chest height to you. Looking around, you find yourself in a massive forest the trees nearly 30 feet across just all around you covering the sky above in the canopy looking out from left to right you see it seems to be almost dusk as you stare back and forth the trees themselves have an amazing a dizzying array of color of reds and blues and purples but you don't see anyone else around you. And as you turn to look around and gather in your surroundings, you turn again behind you, and the massive tree that is right behind you has a large wooden door carved in its center, small openings for windows on its sides, uh, moving upward steadily. And you look and realize that this is some sort of massive home. You don't recognize anything here.
5: He will go in.
0: You step up, and as you step up to the door, it opens ahead of you, and you find yourself in a very cozy living room type area. There is a fireplace burning off into the corner, and a small table set in front of it. You see a chair on one side, as well as a cup of some sort of drink on the table, and on the other side, in some sort of rocking chair just easing back and forth, you see the old figure, the milky white eyes of Bayagosto. In her hands, you see a similar cup to the one that's on the table, and she's sipping from it. And as you step in, she just gestures towards the seat across from her.
5: He'll walk up to the table, stand next to the seat, and just stare, glaring directly into the milky white eyes of Bayagosto.
0: As soon as you step across the threshold, the door closes, and you step up to the seat, and there's a long pause before you hear, Tor, you should know, it's not polite to stare at a blind woman.
5: He folds his arms. Well, it's not polite to steal someone's memories, is it?
0: But it can be amusing, given the circumstances. Would you like some tea? And she just sips from her glass.
5: He makes a point of, pushing the tea away from him and there's just probably this scraping sound along the table as the cup is moved closer toward by.
0: You do, and you you push it forward, you hear the, the clanking as the, the cup kind of shifts across the wood. As it does, there is a blur of motion and the cup disappears. Pharaoh's here too. Of course. He came to get you. Well You should learn some manners, dear Tor It's always much better when Negotiating to be polite about it
5: This seems much less a negotiation Than a set of demands Just packaged up Very nicely for me
0: No, no, dear Tor Where we are, it is very important To make agreements Not demands Agreements leads to a better More profitable Life for the both of us demands just get in the way now of course i wouldn't have called you here if you couldn't have given me something in exchange for your memories and your research another blur of motion appears and before you on the table is a stack of papers at the very top is written "Rurik Meldwall and the theory behind the darakul i wouldn't touch the papers this time if i were you little tor that is a powerful enchantment on them of my design would it kill me no but you may not remember anything beyond this day she puts one hand towards the papers and as her hand gets closer you see what was plain parchment with some of your writing initially Runes begin to glow. Runes that you had not seen before across the parchment as her hand gets closer. And she moves her hand back and you see the glow of the rune slowly fade again back into invisibility. Just as proof that it is there, I will happily remove it. And by doing so, break the enchantment that holds your memories at bay. You know I will want something in exchange. I'm willing to listen to what you are willing to offer, but I have my own thoughts as well.
5: For one thing, I'm I'm curious. Why the elaborate setup? Why send someone to steal my
0: research, steal away my memories? Why me? She actually, at this point, you see her put the tea down, and she leans in closer to you, kind of leaning across the table, the chair no longer rocking, and her milky white eyes seem to stare not directly at yours, but right around them. As she goes, That is the question, isn't it, Tor? Why you? What did you do that made you the focus of so much misery? I can only assume, based off of reading your documents, it was, as most intellectuals of your plane, quite long-winded, quite boring in most parts, but the points that you eventually come to are rather interesting, and I believe it led you in a direction that the Whispered Ones did not want you to know about. You're not going to bait me with petty insults. I'm not trying to bait you. I'm not trying to insult you, Tor. All people in the centuries I have been around all the so-called intellectuals wind up writing in such a long-winded manner before they get to the points that they intend to make. I don't know why, it's much simpler to simply write what they intend to write and explain it. But that is neither here nor there. Are you hungry at all? It's actually been quite some time since you've last eaten.
5: He'll pull out a ration. I'm fine. Thanks.
0: Ah, uh, such dried fruit from that realm. Uh, very well. No matter. So, like I said, I am willing to offer the research and your memories. I will remove the incantation that is preventing you from accessing them. I simply want a few things, I am willing to answer any of your questions that I can. I have had many deals with the Whispered Ones. They tend to like to use intermediaries for most of their things, but Ralyan and I have had a falling out.
5: You're claiming to be a third party, independent of any other.
0: I will always be independent, little Tor. I am beyond such petty things. But the Whispered Ones have gone back on a deal they have made with me. I therefore hold no love for them. But I'm not simply going to give things away for free. That would not be very beneficial to me. I would like first one agreements from your part in exchange for... Your research and memories. I would like you to kill Ralayan. A head job. He is your enemy as well. He plans something within the city itself. Something, perhaps, tomorrow morning? I sadly don't know the specifics of the plan. I had one final deal I had to make before we met. A deal with an elf that I believe the rest of your group has either taken care of or is currently doing so. The elf got what she requested. I allowed your allies to deal with her. Hopefully drawing them closer to what they seek. And speaking of the rest of the party, let's jump back over as they are just beginning their confrontation with Fulmer. So, you see her both blades drawn and she begins to proceed towards you in a menacing manner.
4: Toward Saria?
0: Toward Saria... Specifically. She's going Sildon, you are up first. Okay,
1: so very much enraged right now. I'm gonna go ahead, whip out my blade, and rush up to her left side and just start hacking.
0: 19. You draw your blade, rush forward as fast as you can, flying across the floor. As you stab forward, you see both her blades start to come up, but you slip just underneath and stab it into her, her chest. Okay,
1: mm-hmm. 11. So then I'm gonna go ahead and use Stunning Strike. So she's gotta make a con save against my DC of 14. She's not stunned. Okay, then I'm gonna go ahead and attack her again, and then 24.
0: 24, yeah, that hits. (laughs) You're attacking with a sword still?
1: Yes. So eight damage, yeah. Yeah, you know what, I'm gonna flurry a So These these are all on strikes. That's a 21. That hits. Okay, 10 damage, 20. Okay, then that's nine damage.
0: Okay, so Sildan, you rush up, thrust the blade forward as she goes to seem to try to block it with her own swords. You slip through, stab it into her chest. She snaps it away. You go again, slashing into her side, following with two quick thrusts of your palm, first one into her chest and then again into her chin as she kind of stumbles back and turns her full attention on you for those strikes. Daryl,
2: So I would like to cast Fireball about 20 feet behind fulmer so that it hits fulmer and not so bad.
0: Okay, just so you know, there's a lot of wood in here.
2: Is there basically wood all around them, or is there? look like there might be a radius of about 20 or so?
0: You are going to hit some wood anywhere in this room within a radius of 20 feet.
2: Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll still do it. 20 damage.
0: So you release the small mode of flame. It flies over landing right into the fireplace as a massive blast echoes outwards, encompassing Falmar. You see her tuck and kind of duck using the cloak to protect herself. It seems like she did not take the full damage. There is now
4: a a, a rug on fire. A table's on fire. Oh gosh, the fire's (laughs) on fire. It was
0: a 20-foot radius. And you actually see, as you released the ball of fire, the rug twitches and crumples as it's burning. Like it was alive? Maybe. I'll
2: point out, I was like, that carpet just twitched.
0: <laughs> it is full She looks to you, Sildan, and says, fine, you first. With the first swing, she comes at you, slashing into your side. You take 12 points of slashing damage as the first blade cuts across your chest. Then she comes again with her other blade and again, just catches you across the shoulder, dealing you nine additional points of damage as she comes in with a third swing and deals an additional seven points of damage as she stares you down and points the blade towards you and says, do you really want to watch your little ones die? And that brings us to Saria.
4: I'm gonna draw my sword.
0: So you pull both blades and the fire-
4: Is extinguished
0: as a cold fills the room for a moment and the flames dissipate and the fireplace is no longer lit.
4: And Saria would turn to Fulmar and say, aside from the fact that everything you think is wrong, you were especially wrong about me. And I'm going to use my Radiant Soul ability to grow wings. (laughs) Fly up in her face. (laughs) But for my bonus action, I'm going to activate my iron durability steel hide ability so i have resisted bludgeoning, piercing and slashing until the end of my next turn
0: you all watch as a slight shimmer appear around saria's body some some sort of protective ability that she seems to have as saria finishes uh, saying the words a light begins to emit from her as her eyes suddenly glow bright Two luminous, incorporeal wings just sprout from her back. As this happens, her feet slightly lift off the ground as both blades held out, wings spread wide, as they suddenly flap and she rushes at Fulma. Kalima.
3: Kalima. Okay, so, okay. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, I'm double checking how things work. So I'm gonna run up and kind of like, you know, clap Sildon on the shoulder and be like, "Hey, buddy, watch it. You know, just kind of like, okay, this is, yeah, this is not good. And at the same time, I'm going to cast a Cure Wounds. And then I'm Ooh. also going to cast Shield of Faith on you, which buffs your AC Ooh. plus two. You have Hold all on. that.
0: You use Cure Wounds from the staff, oh, right? Oh,
3: shoot. Yeah, because I can't use two spells. That's right. Can I? Nope.
0: No. You can do the Staff Cure Wounds, which is the same thing.
3: And yeah, I'll use the Staff of Healing. You only get seven hit points.
0: So your AC is currently at 19. Yeah.
3: And then where I'm standing, it's like a free action to drop a weapon, right? Yes. Okay, I'm dropping the crossbow so that next turn I can pull my mace.
0: Okay, so as you rush up, you kind of hold the crossbow in one hand as you draw the staff and tap Sildan, releasing a surge of healing energy and immediately follow it up by dropping the crossbow to release the spell, the shield of faith. And as you do, divine energy spreads from your fingers and encompasses Sildan creating a slight shimmer in the air around him. Sildan.
1: Oh, jeez. Okay, so (laughs) this time I'm going to start off by attacking with my fist. And I played. So yeah, 14. Then I'm going to go ahead and I'm just going to attack again with my sword this time. 18.
0: You initially strike out with your fist, slamming it into her side. You actually... Kind of seem to dent the armor slightly as she takes a step back you immediately swing with the sword and you see both blades come up and catch it and deflect it
1: so then i am going to spend a key point now i think i'm going to take the dodge then
0: so after the two initial strikes as she pushes your blade aside you immediately go into a defensive stance holding your blade in front of you in order to help you parry attacks as you turn your body and give her a smaller target to hit
2: daryl I will cast Firebolt. That is a natural 20. <gasps> wow, guys. twenty's all around.
0: 20. As you release this mode of flame, it shoots out, and just as Fulmar lifts her blades to deflect Sildan's strike, leaving her chest open, it slams dead center of her chest and seems to partially melt some of the armor as she takes a stumble back, backing into the wall. Fulmar's turn. <laughs> she immediately turns towards you, Saria, and says, Finally, I will end you swiftly. Deals 13 points of damage. Have. Which is have, that is correct, because you have your resistance right now. As the first blade swings, it seems to partially be blocked by whatever this field is around you, but some of it still goes through and slashes across your arm as she comes in for a second strike. Slashing again across your form, dealing 11 points of damage, have to five. And as she does this, you see her kind of focus on herself. Take a deep breath and seems to be looking a little better. Second wind. Saria.
4: I'm going to shift my focus. I'm switching to my sciatic weapon. And for now, I am going to slash at her with my scimitar.
0: You shift your focus as you feel slightly more vulnerable as your AC has gone down by one and go and slash at her with your frostbrand scimitar
4: be a total of 25.
0: So you right. slash across her side.
4: That's gonna be a total of 16 points of damage.
0: All that energy that she seemed to get back seemed to almost immediately be lost as you slash across her form. Ice begins to form in the wound as she kind of clutches her side for a moment and takes a step back.
4: I am shifting sideways. <laughs> okay.
0: So as you slash, you kind of immediately shift in order to uh, take advantage of her focusing on her wound and put yourself next to Kalima and Sildon. My turn? Yep.
3: I'm going to decide to pull out my shield. So I have my staff and my shield. I mean, Sildon still looks pretty bad. Yep. I'll go ahead and cast healing word at a level two. So you're gonna get eight hit points back.
0: So you pull your shield onto your arm, strap it tight, and release some healing energy towards Sildan as his wounds begin to close and mend. Sildan, no longer bloodied, kind of straightens up a little bit and is more focused on his defensive stance right now. Sildan.
1: All right, so I'm going to punch her. So that is a 19 on the deck, 8 damage. And then I'm going to slash uh-huh. her, 20 that hits total, another 8 damage. And then I'm going to use a key point for Step of the Wind, for disengage.
0: As you leave your defensive posture, you strike out quickly with your fists, noticing Fulmar's attention on Saria. Strike her across the chin first and immediately follow up with her her head knocking back and stabbing into her side before utilizing this momentum and your own key enhancing your speed and pulling away back towards Daryl and towards the door. Daryl.
2: Noticing that everybody's kind of in front and blocking my line of sight a little bit, Mm -hmm. I'm going to move over by the fireplace so I can get a uh, clear line of sight on Fulmer. And then I will go ahead and fire off another firebolt.
0: Okay. So you rush forward, angling towards the fireplace.
2: Does a 18 hit.
0: So you release the bolt of flame. And as you do, you see her notice you at the last moment. Both blades come up and it slams into her sword as fire dissipates harmlessly against her. That brings us to Fulmar, who seems to be still focusing on you, Saria, as she takes the first swing. And as she goes to swing, you shift and the blade seems to pass right in front of your chest, barely missing you. Sweet. Immediately she turns and shifts and strikes at Kalima. You, unprepared for the strike, begin to bring your shield up, but she slips in just barely, and you take seven points of slashing damage. I also need you to make a concentration check on your shield of faith on Sildan. Uh,
3: Seven? (laughs) Seven beats it,
0: right? All right. (laughs) So with that slash, your your focus drops, and Sildan, you feel that barrier around you fall. Immediately then, Fulmar goes to stab her final strike at Saria. And this time, sorry, as the blade comes forth, you're more prepared, all of your training with Falmar, and you turn and smack the blade aside. Oh, yeah. As the blade goes to the side, you see frustration on her face as she just Sorry.
4: And I am going to go ahead and activate my Lethal Strike ability as a bonus action.
0: So again, you guys have seen her do this once before, but she has her blade out, and it begins to vibrate slightly with her unique powers.
4: Yeah, we're going for the full five. That's a 24 to hit.
0: Yeah, that hits. So you shift and slash at her. Noise. Ooh. Nice.
4: Yeah, not bad. Okay, and add to that uh, an additional... Another 16 points to that, so... So
0: for a total of 44? Yeah, with that slash, a pulse echoes. Kalima, you can almost feel it as Fulmar kind of stumbles back. Her back slams into the wall for a moment you see blood begin to drip slightly from her nose and she actually seems to almost drop to one knee but holds herself up.
4: I'm going to find your chosen one and destroy them.
0: She just... (laughs) Kalima.
4: I'm right in her
3: face. I just want to like bash her with my shield. I basically want to bolt rush forward and like pin her against the wall.
0: If you want to do that, go ahead and make a strength athletics check. 17. Kalima, as you, you focus, you see her buckling. You wait for a moment as her attention kind of shifting between the two of you immediately turns back to Sarya and you jump forward, slamming her with your shield and slamming her against the wall. So I'll bring us to Sildan.
1: I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna run up to her as she's pinned. Okay,
0: so you run right back to where you were.
1: And I'm going to punch her. Go ahead. So that is 24. So that's nine points of damage. Now I'm gonna slash at Go her. Ahead. Uh, another 24, eight points of damage, and I'm burning my last key point. I'm gonna flurry a blowser, and I'm just gonna say, "This is for my little ones." So that's 24. So that's seven damage. Uh huh. And then 23, and mm. then that's 10 points of damage. Okay. How do you want to do this? Yeah. 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 So as I say, this is for my little ones. I just want to clock her dead in the dead in the cheek to where her head kind of like spins first of oh, that spins, but like cracks, to, uh, cracks to the side and then yeah, she just comes job. to the ground. Easy killer.
0: So in a flurry of strikes, Sildan first rushes up, turns and slams his foot into her side, immediately following with a slash across her chest, just above where the shield is pinning her in place. As she goes to attempt to block his next couple of strikes, his first hand, reaches up slamming into her elbow and you just hear a small crack which drops her arm down and as she turns to look at you glaring at you you form your hand into a fist and slam it hard silan you feel just her her cheek almost crumple as her head just shoots to the side slam against the wall and her head lull down yeah as this happens all of you here in your heads no. No, no. Sildan, I need you to make an intelligence saving throw.
1: Oh no, intelligence is my worst stat. Not a 20, but I'll take the 19.
0: <laughs> you take nine points of psychic damage.
1: Oh.
4: And is there another effect?
0: Nope, he happened to resist this effect. Uh, Kalima, would, are you still pinning Fulmar as the body kind of goes limp against the shield?
4: Uh,
3: maybe for like a second more, just to make sure kind
0: of thing. Okay. As this happens, Sildan suddenly recoils back as it seems like something hit him almost as suddenly appearing on top of Fulmar's head, you see some small bit of light as what looks to be a tiny brain appears on her head, small legs clutching her skull. What? 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 And you just keep hearing again, no, no, no. Give me your body. Give me your mind.
3: Kill it with fire. <laughs> I'm not in the whole place down, Daryl. Do it, do it,
5: do it. it. <laughs> <laughs> Daryl.
0: <laughs> so, Daryl, it is your turn.
5: All
2: right. So this voice that we heard, does it sound the same as that evil voice that we had heard in the visions?
0: No, it does not sound the same. Yeah. No, okay. no, 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 no.
2: It does no. not. No. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to cast Magic Missile at the second level.
0: Go ahead and roll your damage.
2: Nine damage.
0: All right. You focus as four small bolts of light appear between your fingers and release as four Magic Missiles just slam one after the other into this thing.
2: Wait, and- it would just be two Magic Missiles. If I'm casting it at the second moment, it right? It
0: starts with three. Oh, so you get four. Shoot. So go ahead and roll two more d4. Four plus two, so six damage. So an additional six. Okay. So you just just smack, smack, smack again and again as this thing just begins to crack and and liquid begins to seep from whatever this is. This is a tiny creature, by the way, just clinging <laughs> to Fulmar's head, just holding on, and you just all in your heads here. As it cries oh, out in pain, an inhuman cry. So that actually gross. brings us to you, Saria. Uh,
4: I want it dead.
0: Get <laughs> <Kill> it.
4: <laughs> I don't like this. I'm gonna go ahead and do the lethal strike, but I'm gonna do it for just the three points.
0: Okay. So again, your blade vibrates with psionic energy.
4: It's a twenty-five.
0: You immediately focus your psionic energy.
4: I rolled two tens.
0: Oh gosh! How do you want to obliterate this thing?
4: <laughs> <laughs> How would you like to smear it on the wall? It's, it's forty points of damage. How That's much? Really
1: well. Oh my gosh! Forty. Wow. I just want to
4: cleanly cleave it.
0: <laughs> so your blade basically pieces. almost doesn't even touch it before it just Shink. breaks in half and almost just smears the back wall.
4: Oh, I didn't want to totally obliterate it because
0: no, there's I there's what it was. there's still parts of it. Oh. Ch-
4: Chunks? Great. Okay. It's just yeah. in half. <laughs> it's
0: psychic damage, but yeah. since it is what looks to be a brain with legs, you are out of initiative, though. As the party begins to search the area and try and understand what this creature is, we're going to switch over to Tor and his conversation with Bai. Who's rallying? He is a leader of this sect of the Whispered Ones. He is from beyond what's you mortals can possibly comprehend. I am sure you have heard of different planes of existence. The Shadowfell? The Shadowfell is a realm very close to the material plane. It is a plane filled with necrotic energies. A plane where elves once accidentally traveled to. And while there, they changed. Go on. Will you agree to eliminate Rallyon, and she holds a hand out this time.
5: If Relyon is, as you say, and is someone who is plotting something against the city of Orenthal, then our interests align, don't they?
0: Rallyon is attempting something within the city of Orenthal, something that will benefit him and no one else. It is not, as you would call it, good. I do not care one way or the other other than the fact that I was betrayed by this Raleion and he went back on a deal that we made which is why I would like to make this deal with you. Eliminate him and I will continue to answer your questions. I have two other requests for the remaining of your research and your memories. She's still holding her hand out by the way.
5: Anything that you're lying about Is Nolan Void. He'll put out his hand as well.
0: She goes and clasps your hand. And there's a slight chill that runs through you for a moment. And fades. And then she releases. Don't worry. I keep up my end of the deal and I have told you all that I have told you. If I do not keep up my end of the deal and what I have said, I will feel the repercussions of this deal. Whereas if you do not, you will.
5: More about where Relion came from. I mean... It sounds like it's somewhere beyond the Shadowfell.
0: Yes, dear. I won't get into specific details of the planes of existence. There are good. There are bad. There are in between. There's law and order and chaos and anarchy. There is the Shadowfell, the Feywild, the Astral Plane, and more. Raleon is an entity that comes from beyond all of it.
5: Beyond any plane
0: known to most. Your little world is but one of many. Your world has only just recently touched upon the greater universe that exists around you. Raleon has decided to speed up this process for you. He is one of those that first brought the Darakul into your realm. He opened the gates.
5: If that is true, then there should be no problem here.
0: He is an aberration, dear.
5: And the deal that he did not
0: honor, can you tell me more of that? Sadly, my part of the deal was to not speak of it. I honor my deals, dear. Even once they're broken? I am bound by certain laws, dear. He is not...
5: I assume you'll reach out to me when you need me next.
0: Well, that is the second thing I will request of you. All I ask is in a 10-day, come back to the home in which you first saw me. I would like you to come back here, and that is the easiest way to do so. You will come alone, and you will be allowed to investigate creatures to your heart's content. Creatures the likes of which your world has never seen. She again holds out her hand.
5: I'll have to think on that one, if you don't mind.
0: You have until the end of our conversation, dear. This is your offer. After all, I have brought you to a place that mortals have not been in many, many years. So what does this make you? It makes me a fae, dear. Quite a powerful one, in fact.
5: Fascinating.
0: I am simply asking... For you to come back in a ten day, dear. By that point, you will either have accomplished what you wanted and stopped the Whispered Ones from accomplishing their goals, or more likely, you will be dead. I'll come back to see you. Her hand's still out. A ten day, dear.
5: Yes, I'll see you then. And he shakes her hand.
0: Again, you feel a slight chill run through your body as you clasp her hand. And as soon as the chill fades, she lets go. Well, the final thing I would like, if you're willing to do so, is I would just like to borrow your magnifying glass. What need would you have of a magnifying glass? I am intrigued by it, dear. I want to simply see it, and I will give it back to you. He'll extend it out to her. She holds a hand, takes it, almost again, immediately as she does... The chill runs into your fingertips as you let go of the magnifying glass. And she holds it up, seems to examine it without actually looking at it, turns it in her fingers, kind of feels it in her hands, and then hands it back towards you.
5: Whether it be Investigation or Arcana,
0: he'd like to see if anything has changed in that magnifying glass. Investigation. 17. Based off of your own understanding of the arcane and all that, you watched her study it. She was studying it very closely. She was trying to get like a feel for it, get its exact shape and, and understand its size and weight. She was trying to understand everything about it. And you get the impression that she was just really trying to commit this to memory, but she left nothing on it.
5: Why the chill just for handing it to her? Doesn't seem like it was even a deal made, just a simple exchange of items.
0: Dear... A chill is always when anything, even as simple as, I agree to give you back this magnifying glass in exchange for allowing me to borrow it for a moment. The slightest agreement, dear, is a deal. That's why the chill. And at this, you see a mischievous smile on her face as by this point, the very idea that anything Tor might agree to in this place will potentially have repercussions
5: so he has the magnifying glass back now and he starts to slowly step away
0: dear i told you i asked for a few things and her hand goes out and touches the stack of papers that is your research and as it does the runes flash and fizzle and pop and begin to disappear from the page as her hand comes to the top And as she pulls it away, you can see a swirling amount of colors and lights pull from the pages and into her hand and vanish as the pages just rest normally. And she says, as soon as you touch your research, your memories will be restored, dear. He just puts his his hand to his chin
5: for a moment, his beard, just stroking it with the thumb a bit like, what have we done? He'll go up to the papers again. He'll make contact with them.
0: As Tor goes to touch the papers, we're going to jump back to the rest of the party, just as they finished the fight with Fulmar.
3: Now okay. I'm going to release the body. Wow. <laughs>
0: you just, like, slowly, Kalima, you kind of release your shield and it just crumples to the ground. So
2: did it look like it had been on its head? Yeah, where did it, it come from? It seems
0: like it appeared on its head, like it came out of Fulmar. Ooh.
2: Can I do, like, an investigation on this or any kind of either arcana or history check? or? Well, what are you out?
0: attempting to do? Are you attempting to figure out what it is or are you attempting <laughs> yes. to figure out what it was in relation to Fulmar?
2: I want to figure out both.
0: Okay, so if you want to figure out what it was in relation to Fulmar, go ahead and make a medicine check on Fulmar. If you want to figure out what it is, make an arcana check.
2: I will make the arcana check
0: So, first. anyone else who would like to do this can so go I ahead. I
4: kind of just have gathered Fulmer and just sort of be, like, holding her and just staring and trying to, like, process what's happened.
3: I'll do a quick medicine check to figure out, like, what that was, like, what just happened.
0: So medicine checks first. So total of four.
4: 22.
0: So Saria and Kalima, as you are kind of inspecting Fulmer and trying to figure out what just happened, you notice... It seems like her ear is all torn and scratched up on the inside. Just barely, you're able to detect this. And as you kind of shift her, you, due to Sildan's strikes, you actually notice that her skull is hollow.
4: So as a player, I think I know what this is. You get the
0: impression that this thing was being her brain. Then we're going to follow this with our Kana checks.
2: Nine.
4: Nineteen.
0: Saria. During your time in the Conclave, you happened to have found a book that you had gotten the feeling you weren't supposed to find. Studying it quietly when you had the chance, you have read of these creatures of something known as an intellect devourer. They tend to serve some kind of master always. They are created by whatever this master is, but they're able to quite literally eat the brains of their victims and take control of the bodies. The body, while not actually undead, essentially cannot survive without the Intellect Devourer once its brain had been eaten. And considering that Sildan suddenly clutched his head and stumbled back, you think that's what it was trying to do to him.
4: Oh, snap. (laughs) Sorry, I would say this thing is an Intellect Devourer and it had consumed her brain and was controlling her
0: you can i will even say based off of the two of your medicine checks it seems like the 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 scarring on her ears was actually very old so it seems like it's been like that for a very long time
1: Okay. okay can i look over her body not looting her for loot more like trying to find any notes any like paperwork or anything like like orders
4: I don't think Saria is too keen on yeah, that. Okay, I
1: didn't know. Like, I, I wasn't was sure I was going to ask because you were yeah, clutching her. Yeah,
4: yeah. Yeah, Saria would just be like, "I, this is a lot.
3: Give me a minute. Also, I think Kalima would be a little bit impatiently glancing at the door almost. Like, we have yeah. three undead to catch still.
1: I
2: would like to start doing cast and detect magic and scanning this whole area because I saw the rug twitch and I don't trust the rest of the furniture.
0: Okay.
4: <laughs> uh, so, yeah, never trust the furniture.
0: Ritual casting, correct? Yes. Okay, so that's going to take a little bit.
4: Uh, I would turn to Saldana and Clem and say, I know we have somewhere we need to be, but I need a moment with her. Can you guys check out the rest of this place? On it. Let's do this. So
0: I'll, I'll call
2: out and say, guys, before you go off exploring too much, you want to wait until I finish scanning the area for magic?
4: I'll- no, they'll be fine. Just they'll just stay together.
2: Or at least make sure you check for traps.
4: Sure, we'll, we'll check for traps. And
3: she's gonna, like, turn the doorknob and push it open. <laughs> <laughs> so sassy. She doesn't understand Jeez. this trap business. She was, like, on the front
4: lines of battle. Like, sh- things just fly at you. Saria, <laughs> uh, after, like, a, a couple minutes, would... You know, check Fulmer to see if there's anything on on her body.
0: Okay, sorry, you can make an investigation check, uh, and I'm giving you advantage because you know Fulmer so well. The rest of you can make advan- uh, investigation checks on the place. Okay,
4: I give me a total of 24.
0: So searching her, uh, you tended to know what she had on her at any given time. Um, searching the armor, you know all the places that she would hide weapons as well. You do notice a dagger kind of hidden beneath her armor that you kind of remove to get out of your way. Uh, gently setting it down behind you, almost not quite reverently, but carefully. There is a degree of respect that you would be doing this. Eventually, you uh, do find hidden beneath her armor some herbs.
4: Do I have any idea what these herbs are? You can make a nature check. So that's going to be a total of 19.
0: Okay. The herbs themselves, the the plants, the, the material that you're looking at, You've read about this before. You know that this combined with maybe a few other items could create some sort of sleeping potion. Okay. But you're not sure why she would have this on her. So I'm going to temporarily jump to Kalima and Sildan for their investigation checks. 20.
3: Oh, good. Four.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, So searching the area, the place looks just abandoned. You find actually nothing. It almost seems as if by might have gathered what she needed and been ready to leave by the time that Fulmar arrived. So, though the bedroom th- there is a bed, it is has definitely been slept in and you do see dressers and and all that in the room. Other than just some simple clothes here and there, you don't find anything particularly of importance.
1: Okay. All clear.
0: By about this time, since sorry you took some time to gather your emotions and deal with what just happened. Daryl, your detect magic releases. You see the faint hints of transmutation magic on the rug that's dissipating and fading away.
2: That's the only bit of magic Other than magic I the see. magic
0: on the items themselves as you kind of study each of your e- the area you see on your companions. You don't detect any other magic in the room.
4: So sorry is gonna say sorry. That's was, uh, this was a lot for me to to process. I know we need to go take care of those other undead, and this didn't provide a lot of answers besides we know how people might be controlled.
2: And why they might be acting differently as well.
4: Yeah, I do know that these intellect Devourers are controlled by someone, so someone out there is, is controlling them, and this one has been in her body for a while. Like, years, perhaps, the i don't know the whole time i knew her maybe i never did but anyway it's been going on for a long time so whoever's in control of these whispered ones is using these to control people
1: i kind of just walk past her towards the door as i'm walking past uh kind of just place a hand on top of her head rub the top of her head for (laughs) a second and then walk uh keep walking with a really blank look on the face
2: Did I notice any kind of residual magic from the intellect devourer? Like, did it have any kind of magical aura?
0: You actually detect no magic from it.
4: Yeah. Sorry, I was gonna say, I haven't shared everything with you all for one thing. We just met, and I have a lot of secrets, but when I was reading some of the scraps of paper that we found, there was a reference to repeated failures and then finally one that was a success, and just struck a chord with me. And it seems like part of the success was depending on using like the essence of a Celestial, which fits in with my Ace of abilities, but it's very clear from this that it's not me, I was a failure, not a success. So there is someone after me that was crafted correctly, and the only Ace I've encountered in my time in Orenthal Is Captain Marsk.
3: Yeah, as you're saying this and you're, like, pulling the pieces together, Kalima just gets this, like, really dark,
4: more angry than normal
3: look.
2: So you think that she could be secretly involved with the, uh, the Whispered Ones?
4: It seems like she could be the result of what they're doing, but I got the impression that she might not be an active participant so much as an unwitting pawn in their schemes. So she might be I don't know how I would convince... maybe... But it doesn't mean she's not who she's been these past couple years at Orenthal, but I mean, Sildon, you've known her this time, and you don't know where she came from. Mm -hmm. And ASMRs aren't everywhere.
2: So it's possible she's some kind of sleeper agent, maybe?
4: Almost? I don't know. I could be completely off base. I'm just trying to work with the pieces I've gotten, but I felt like I need to say something because she's gonna be trusted. Yeah. In protecting the ambassadors and And if she told us that they were protected, they might not actually It's a possibility and I'd rather err on the side of suspicion when it comes to the to the whispered ones than to assume everyone is above board. No, that's exactly why I withheld some information just in case. Yeah, I didn't trust that guy
3: at completely Just, I don't know.
4: Well, and according to Sildan, it seems like he has a connection to that hag. So there's definitely a conspiracy here. We just don't know how deep it goes and who's involved. My concern is those three undead might be
3: that dragonborn. I think we should go check there first still, and then maybe try to return to the, at least I should, return to Antenua's side and deliver the message myself. Because at this moment, I do not trust anybody we've been working with
2: so i have an idea on how we may be able to find those undead if they're not in the same place where they were when you first searched for them with that i'm going to take out my figurine of wondrous power and uh summon my mastiff calling out the name Embroth.
0: and as he does this mist forms around this canine figurine And as the mist begins to fade, you see in its place a Mastiff standing there, just looking around the room. It seems to be ready to attack and just...
4: Whoa,
2: whoa, easy. (laughs) So we know that the undead smell like rotting flesh. So what better way to hunt them down than a hunting dog?
4: The worst idea you've had. (laughs) Sorry, I would say, is there some way we could gather what's left of this intellect devourer to have as some sort of evidence of what happened here? I don't
3: see why not. It's—I mean, it's not Daryl, would much. you
4: have any sort of experience with samples or anything?
2: Not overly. I mean, I have a... <laughs>
4: We're
3: not going to be out very long. We could probably just wrap it in something and take it back with us. I mean, right. I guess
4: that's true.
2: So the other thing is, uh, I-, I would like to have Ebroth Take a good hard sniff of the uh, Intellect Devourer to register the scent.
0: Go ahead and roll a d20. 19. Ebroth, as you tell him to go and, and get the scent of the Intellect Devourer, goes up to it and just... <laughs> just turns to you and... Yes, Daryl.
1: <laughs> oh, gosh. Excellent. <laughs> oh, this is really hard for me. Okay, uh, I would like to note nice, that glassy. though this whole time, Saldan's so kind of just been... Leaning up against the wall by the door, just staring at the ground with a blank look on his face the whole time.
4: Sorry about Sildon. Are you okay?
1: Uh, I am really worried that I have sealed the fate of my two little ones.
4: What happened
2: here was inevitable for the moment we walked in the door.
1: Yes, but I still feel like I'm the one that put them in danger in the first place. Well,
2: do you happen to have any kind of trinket or anything that <laughs> belonged to any of them? Unfortunately, no.
4: We're, we're gonna find them, Sildon. I was gonna say, sorry I would come in and end up. Uh bop him on the, the head in whatever her best approximation is of his
1: and
4: say we're gonna find them. It's gonna be
3: okay. Uh,
1: thank you. I would like to let you know that you just gave me thanks.
4: Oh, right.
3: Close enough. <laughs> I think it's a penning. Just say after a few moments she would kind of like take a deep breath and then uh, just ask Saria what would you
4: like to do with Fulmer's body? Probably just burn her, honestly.
2: If you want I can take care of that.
4: That'd be appreciated, to be honest.
2: And then I'll, like, kind of s- well, snap my fingers. Before and, you, uh, before
4: you do that, i oh. you know, Kalima,
3: Like she's just gonna hold on hand. Is there any kind of prayer you wish to say or anything before
2: he does that?
4: As she sees him, like eager to just be like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, she would go, sorry I would say, I have no one I pray to. <laughs> okay.
2: Can I burn it now?
4: Yeah, uh, Tony. Were her swords anything special?
0: You take a look at them, and they seemed like regular swords.
4: I'll take the swords and the dagger and just stash
3: them. So you
0: have two long swords and a dagger.
3: All right. And then Kalima's just going to turn and head out the door kind of because her work is done here.
4: (laughs) Yeah.
0: As you guys leave and burn the body? Should we take it out of the wooden
1: building?
2: No.
4: Just put it in the fireplace.
0: So between you, Saria, and Kalima, the two of you lift Fulmar and place her into the fireplace. And uh, Daryl comes over. Gathers his arcane energy and releases a bolt of flame that quickly catches, and the fire begins to start. And Fulmar's body catches shortly after.
2: All right, let's hunt down some undead.
0: And that is where we'll leave this episode for today.
2: Thank you all for listening. Please be sure to follow us on Twitter at uh, Rules As Written. You can check out our podcast on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and your friendly neighborhood Mindflayer Colony. Be sure to check us out next time.